HTWOW August Season 3, Take 1. Hello, HTWOW listeners. <laughs> this is the August 2019 episode of High Tea with Old Waver. Is this the podcast voice? Yes, I am... In order to increase our listenership, I am going to use the generic podcast host voice for all of our podcasts moving forward. And in order to make sure that you understand all of the things that you need to understand about this podcast, I am going to explain them very belaboredly in this voice. I really, I really wish you wouldn't. No, I should stop. Okay. It's insane. <laughs> so Marissa listens to true crime podcasts You're and right. they, they all sound like this. <laughs> and then when they take a spot break and they talk about. What's funny is it's sort of your Metro voice. Kind of. <laughs> they talk about. I want to bring your attention to one of our sponsors. Hemp natural tampons. Because I care about what you put in your body. <laughs> I swear, that's something that has been said on a yeah, podcast you that gotta, I've heard. You gotta stop that. I'm sorry. Uh, no, we don't have uh, hemp tampons as a sponsor yet. Um, we have a beer sponsor, but we don't have a title sponsor. So, uh, if you're interested, this space is for rent. Uh, but in the meantime, I would like to tell you that... You can support this podcast by becoming a patron. You can go to oldwaver.com and click on the premium link and subscribe. And by subscribing, you get the After Dark podcast, which is the drunk sequel to this podcast. It's a lot more tunes, a lot less talking, um, but uh, we're way more drunk. So it's fun times. And you also, uh, depending on the level of patronage, you can get some cool merch or you can just buy some merch. Again, it's all at oldwaver.com, or if you go to patreon.com and search HTWOW. And you can also uh, search HTWOW on Spotify, on uh, Stitcher, on iTunes, anywhere that uh, you subscribe to podcasts or that you're uh, interested in music. Just plug in HTWOW and see what comes up. You'll be pleasantly surprised. We have playlists. We have uh, now three seasons worth or two plus seasons worth of podcasts and, of course, the After Dark. So please become a patron, spread the word, be our best friends on the Internet. We love you and we thank you for listening. Stay tuned. August 2019 pod. Now. Would you consider him rock? Hmm. I guess. I don't know. Kind of. What is rock? Kind of indie. Kind of uh, adult album alternative. God. So, uh. Everything sucks. <laughs> Can't get me no Set us back on And I 
Tea with Old Waver, August 2019. It is the 26th ever HT Wow. And, uh, you know, if you care about such things, it's episode one of season three. Wow, season three. Yeah, we've made it three years or two years plus. If we were a sitcom, this would be considered a success. Right, because we weren't canceled yet, but. We made it to season three. <laughs> I mean, the only one who would cancel it is us. Mm-hmm. Because we're bored doing it. Here's your brew, bro. Oh. I poured it for you. You did pour it. Did you give me guitar? Yes. Yes. I gave you guitar. You got Yoda? And I have Yoda. Don't I usually have Darth? No, I think it switched recently to you have Yoda now. Okay. Yes, yeah, so welcome. This is a song swap and a beer swap. My name is Dave. I am also known as Old Waver at Old Waver on Twitter. He is Toby. He is uh, at Toby Pipes on Twitter. He's also known as High T. And you put us together, it's High T with Old Waver. Yeah. Get it? And uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome. And uh, the format is as follows I bring three songs, Toby brings three songs. And uh, used to, I would bring a beer and Toby would bring a beer, but now we have a beer sponsor. Yay! Woo-hoo-hoo! Woo! And uh, so our beers are graciously provided to us by Good Friend Package. Woo! Good Friend Package can be found in Dallas, kind of the uh, Casa Linda area of Dallas by White Rock Lake. Their address is uh, 1155PV, and you can find them on the web. Just Google Good Friend Package, right across the street from Good Friend Burger Bar and uh, Beer Garden. And, uh, oh God. Oh God, get it back, get it oh. back. Oh. I had an adventure getting down here, which I'll tell you in about in a second. But uh, yes, I went by Good Friend this morning and uh, saw our buddy Matt, and he wanted me to uh, tell you, Toby, hello. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Matt. And uh, he chose the beers that we're drinking today. And first up, fresh out of the gate, is a uh, selection from Lakewood Brewing. Let me see one of those. Here you go. I don't see that one. It is a special edition of Lakewood Temptress. Everybody knows Lakewood Temptress, right? Right. It is the Imperial Milk Stout, (laughs) 9.1%. And this is the... Limited edition peanut butter temptress. Wow. Have have we had a peanut butter before? I don't think so. I, yeah, I mean, I was just asking. I, it seems like we have, but I can't remember anything ever. It says, consider this the beer equivalent of a peanut butter cup, which is right <laughs> up my alley. Have you tried it yet at all? Just took my first sip. Wow. Let me, let me taste it. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to drink off of mic so it's not disgusting. <laughs> it is like a peanut butter it cup, is. isn't That's it? That's really weird. It's it, weird, but it's good. It does taste pretty good. Man, I wish I uh, lived in Dallas and could go by for the morning uh, hangout and uh, cooler 
load up? Yes. That uh, sounds like I, fun. Do I brought the uh, the good friend Arctic Cooler, yeah. and uh, it was filled up with ice and uh, two brews for the pod and some ciders for the after dark. Man, that's so cool that they do that. I know. It's and, great. And it, uh, I saw your pick this morning of the... The sandwich looked delicious. Yeah, so last time I was there, I got one of their biscuit sandwiches, which are great. But uh, I really wanted to try the big boy breakfast sandwich. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's right. almost like it's named after me. Yeah, it's Dave's breakfast Sammy. Yeah, so it's like a, a ciabatta roll. And it's got eggs and cheese and like four different kinds of meats on it. And it was so freaking good. Golly. Do you eat it there or do you throw it in the car and no, slam I, it on the way down? I ate it there. I sat down at the bar because, uh, you know, I, I, I hadn't uh, texted Matt yet. You know, I told him that I was coming, but I didn't tell him that I had arrived yet. Right. And so I placed my order and I'm, you know, looking for a place to sit and I hear, Dude! <laughs> And there's Matt sitting there having his oatmeal, trying to trying like to be him. healthy. Yeah. And so he was sitting at the coffee bar, and I sat up next to him, and we kind of shot the breeze for a little bit. And uh, then he picked our beers. Man, you need to grow a big beard like him, and you guys just hang out, and right? S- scare people. <laughs> I need to get. I need to start working on a sleeve so I can fit in. The beard is only half the look. I know, you really, it's hard to go all the way. Do you think you would be able to handle it? (laughs) (laughs) No. No way. Owie! Ouch. (laughs) You should just get one of those fake ones, you know, the ones that you just pull up your arm and Uh you can change it all the time. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that next time I go to Good Friend. Have one just full of Hello Kitties. (laughs) So I mentioned uh, I had an uh, an episode, an ordeal on the way down here. Yeah, which is seems like such a problem that someone might have in 1977. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm such a moron. So <laughs> it was uh, it it was something that happened to me for the first time in probably ten years at least. I ran out of gas on 35. It's so weird. I mean, these days, cars almost yell at you. Hey, I know, like, I know. Seriously, you're out of gas. I I knew that I was I knew that I was low on gas, and so <laughs> you're giving I, it a push. And so I got the the warning, you know. Hey, you're low on gas. And then you know, I, I always have the uh, you know the on the odometer. You know, you can cycle through the trip computer, whatever, and you can see like the estimate of how many gallon or how many miles, miles you have left on the thing and but then it goes to nothing because it doesn't want to be after 30 it yeah. shuts off yeah right? so it, it doesn't so, want to be responsible yeah it, uh, on my car it goes from like 40 and then it just says low yeah i think that's what mine does too so and mine's a mine's old so i felt like it when it switched to low usually you still have like 30 more miles before it's dead that's that's what I think. But I did not get that far. <laughs> and so I was trying to make it to West. Yeah, there's a pretty empty spot there, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Between Hillsboro, right? Yeah. And West. So I, I ran out of gas in Abbott, which is between Hillsboro and West. So you don't get out and truck it 
to a gas station like no, years ago. No, I, I thought about it. I was like, am I really going to have to hoof it like three exits to west and then buy a gas can and then try and hitchhike back? And then I realized, I think I have roadside assistance with my insurance. And so I dig in the glove box uh-huh. and there's an 800 number. And I call, and they they cover uh, anything up to like 120 bucks. And so I call and tell them, you know, where I am. I'm like right under a sign. I'm like I'm I'm southbound on 35. I'm, uh, you know, I'm one mile from exit whatever. Uh huh. And uh, you know, I'm I'm sitting right under this exit sign. Please come find me. <laughs> And, and so, how long does that take? Because uh, well, I've always wondered about that. Like if the if you have a flat or a yeah. gas thing, if it takes like four days. Or so. Yeah. So they um, <laughs> they said, well, uh, okay, somebody will be there within an hour, and then I get a text, and it has like a link that you can click to show like the status of your, you know, your uh, helper. Yeah, your your tow truck, whatever. And then it also gives you their phone number. What was his name? I don't know. It could be anyone. Was it a man? It was a man, oh, yes. Well, there you go. And uh, so I'm sitting there, and I keep refreshing the screen, and the status just says uh, that your your tow truck has, has been uh, assigned. But then it, it never says that they're en route. Okay, so you don't get like a Domino's... No, it's uh, not. It's it's not. It's not like your uh, your pizza tracker. <laughs> it's not. I, I I don't think it refreshes on its own. So I'm I'm I keep clicking the link and nothing's happening. So finally, after like 40 minutes, I call the number, and a nice lady answers and she says, uh, "Yeah, he just he just left. He said uh, he's got to go buy and and uh, buy the gas because he doesn't carry that in the truck." So he went to go buy the gas, and then he'll be there uh, soon. In a sec. Yeah. So then uh, he comes and he uh, he fills up the tank with uh, just you know a Jerry jug of of gas, and he says uh, a Jerry jug. I don't know. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Just a little red. Yeah, the red like two two gallon gas container. I don't think I've ever heard that. I think that's what they're called. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, and then he said, I said, you know, they they. They said that they cover up to $120. Do I owe you anything? And he said, well, no, but uh, they don't uh, pay for the gas. So he's like, you owe me $5 for the gas. <laughs> and so I'm digging in my wallet. I only have $3. Oh, no. And he's like, I'll just follow you down to Slavacek's. And so I, I pull into Slavacek's and I uh, start gassing up my car. And then I go into the ATM and I get out 20 bucks and I come out. And I was like, do you have change? No. So I have to go back in and break my twenty. <laughs> to get you a little sausage roll? No, because I because I had the big boy breakfast. I didn't I didn't have any room in my tummy for. Yeah, but you had such an ordeal. You I might... know. But uh, that's part of the reason that my feet stink is that I was, you know, I I cracked both windows. I was trying to get a cross breeze <laughs> as I was sitting there on the shoulder with my hazards on. But uh, uh, you know, it was still a hundred degrees, and I was sweating balls. <laughs> God. So yeah, I ran out of gas. Oh yeah, I guess you can't really hang out with the AC on, can you? No, there there was nothing to do but sit there 
and the dead vehicle and think about what you're gonna say on this and you know I, I did have like the uh i you know i i'm i'm kind of fatalistic what do you mean you know i mean i'm i i'm kind of like a, a real life charlie brown yeah <laughs> <laughs> without the sweet hair yeah and uh you know i i took my daughter to school today and um you know, and I, I, I told her, and we'll get into this later, that I, I said, I'm going on a, a trip, and so I'm not going to see you uh, this week. Uh, I'll see you next week. Oh, okay. So that, okay. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and I was like, I'll call you, I'll, you know, I'll get you a souvenir from my trip, whatever. Oh, yeah, you got to. And, uh, you know, and so she was giving me hugs. She's like, I'm going to miss you. And uh, so as I'm sitting there you know and i pulled over kind of in the grass i wasn't like just on the edge of the shoulder Mm -hmm. but and i had my hazards on and i was like kind of at the at the crest of a hill because that's as far as my momentum would carry me right but so you did you went with the coast uh, yeah for a while i coasted as far as i could So what did it do? Did it just lunge a little bit, and then you were like, "Oh, yeah." I was, I was in the the, I was in the fast lane. I was in the left hand lane, and it just kind of lurched, and then it went. (sighs) God, that's weird. See, I figured. I mean, it it went from eighty to zero. (laughs) I mean, I definitely wasn't conserving gas with my driving. And did you have the just the AC cranked? Yeah, I had the AC cranked and the stereo cranked. Yeah. And so, uh, but as I was sitting there on the shoulder, as I was sitting there on the shoulder, I just thought to myself, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be perfect if, you know, I, I'm, I'm headed to do the pod. I look forward to the pod. I look forward to this trip. I just said a tearful goodbye to my daughter. Wouldn't it be perfect if an 18 wheeler just plowed into the back (laughs) of my car and I burst into flames (laughs) and this is how I go out? Yeah. No, that's no fun. What would have been perfect is if you were like, oh, I'm going to go, there's this weird thing over there, I'm going to go take a picture, and you walked about 15 yards, and then a thing plowed into your car and took it about two football fields right. away. <laughs> and then by the time you get to it, then it explodes. Although there wouldn't have been any gas in the tank, so maybe it wouldn't have exploded. Is that how that works? Even if you have fumes? I don't know. I don't either. Anyway, so that's my story of getting here. Wow, that is such an ordeal, but you must have gotten up early. I mean, we uh, you got down here, and it all happened, didn't it? Yeah, I, I got an early start, well, because I had to take the kid to school, so... But it's not, uh, first day was last week. Yes, yes, we had, she was already back to school, so... Ours was uh, last Thursday. Yeah, uh, they seem to start earlier every year. Well, I know, it, it was just, like it August sucks. 15th, I'm like... I swear we didn't start till September till after Labor Day. Yeah. Well, you know, I uh, I was getting memories from Face Space this past weekend of uh, you know going to Lake Travis last summer. Mm-hmm. Like summer was still going on at this time last year. Yeah, they bumped it up this year. Yeah, I swear like. they did. Um, did you did you do your social media uh, post? From running out of gas? No, I no didn't. for first day of school. <laughs> no, no. This I is didn't. my kid on the on their no first because day I, of because fourth she grade. fifth she, grade. She was at mom's house fourth grade. She was fourth at mom's grade. house for first day, so I I didn't I didn't get to uh, spam all my friends with my kids' first day of school pick. Yeah, uh, we have loads of stuff to get to, 
Um, we've already kind of killed a bunch of time here at the front, so <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get into any of uh, any of the formatics right now. We can cover that uh, in between my tune and your tune. Sure. Um, so let's go ahead and get to some tunes. Um, I have loads to say about this band and the experience I had seeing this band live uh, coming up afterwards, but... Mm. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this band. They are from L.A. L.A. It's a band called Drab Majesty. I've never heard of that. Never heard of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. They knew? Uh, relatively. Um, they they put their first record uh, out in 2012. Or no, yeah. Okay, so that was like their first EP. Their first like uh, real record was in 2015. That's to me. That's brand new. Yeah, they're pretty new, and uh, and so then in in uh, 2017 they put out their second record, and that's when I heard about them, and you'll never guess who I heard about them from. Do you want me to guess? No, because you'll never guess. <clears throat> Who'd you hear about these guys from? Our friend Jimmy Menkenna. Oh yeah, man, he sends me the best stuff all the time. Yeah. So he, he we he, might need to get Jimmy on the pod. It would day. be great. Yeah, wouldn't it so be great? Jimmy is uh, is from New York. Was he from Queens, um, or was he from uh, like Lower East Side? I don't know. He was. I know he lived on the Lower East Side for a while, but I thought he was from Brooklyn. But I don't know. Maybe Brooklyn. You know how it is. Yeah. So he was uh, he was part of the DIY punk scene in New York City in like the late '90s, right? I think so. And or then, maybe mid-90s. Yeah, and then he found his way down to uh, Dallas at some point. Yeah, he had family in Dallas, and so he moved to Dallas, and then he ended up uh, uh, putting together a shoegaze band in Dallas. Yeah, that we that recorded just, for years. Yeah, it was just called Menkenna, which is his last name. And then he ended up moving to Portland, right? Is that where he is, Portland? No, he's Seattle. Oh, Seattle, okay. Yeah. I knew it was Pacific Northwest, but I got it wrong. Yeah, and, and man, he looks great. I I get I get a message from Jimmy once a week. Really, seems like yeah. yeah. I, I he he sends me stuff like every six months. I'll get uh, you know some random uh, stupid meme or some band that he <laughs> yeah. wants me to listen to. He always sends good stuff. So uh, it it was maybe a year or a year and a half ago that he sends me uh, a text and he says. Yo, bro! How did he make it look like that on the text? Uh, you, you know, when you read it, you can oh, you read it Jimmy's in his voice. voice. Yeah. Yo, bro! <laughs> you need to check out Drab Majesty. And he sends me a link to a song, which I, I, I'll play the song that he sent me on the After Dark. <laughs> um, and so I, I liked it, but I didn't really dive in. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, as I will do, I, I check my Apple Music new releases every week. Mm-hmm. And so about a month ago, I see that Drab Majesty has a brand new album. So I download it. And then when I went on my, uh, my New York trip, which we'll talk about later, uh, with, oh, my, yeah. with my kid and... Uh, Man, you've done things. And my, uh, my fiancé. Fiancé. Um, I listened to the crap out of it on the plane, in the car, all the time. I listened to it probably... 20, 30 times through, and I loved it. That's great. And so I, I owe it all to Jimmy. And and it's probably one of the uh, albums that I've been most excited about in a really long time. Well, you mentioned, you said you saw them? 
Yes. Oh, and, okay. I, and I'll talk about that afterwards as well. Okay. They played in Dallas not too long ago, and uh, I dragged our friend Craig. <laughs> we'll talk about Craig later. Poor Craig. We have, we have so many things to talk about, but uh, I wanted to play um, the uh, kind of the hero track off of the new record. This, and I have the vinyl, which I bought at the show. <laughs> uh, so this is, uh, the, the album is called Modern Mirror, and uh, it just came out last month. And uh, this song is called The Other Side. And so this is Drab Majesty on HT Wow. Train the 
there is they have no shame no. they uh you could have told me that that was from uh 1987 right and i would have been like yeah you know do you remember a band called red flag Mm-mm. it's like a mixture of red flag there's a little the singer's got a chameleons thing going on right but um they have a Zymox thing going on that is that could have come off a Zymox record. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, they they're obviously fans and boy, they love the Juno 6. That uh-huh. sound that dunga dunga dung da dun da that is someone got them that keyboard and they went for it. Yeah. Do, does their older um is this kind of their sound? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, there's there's variety, <laughs> but it's 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 all drum machines and chimey, uh, you know, reverb guitar. How old are they? I that I'm not sure. I mean, I think they're probably maybe uh, late twenties, early thirties. Okay, because if they're young, uh, it would be cool if kids were if kids were starting to do this again. Right. I mean, I love the, I love the the end of the tune. When you find yourself inside a living hell, the moment never dies. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. It's so good. That's awesome. So, yeah, I, I, I want to tell you about seeing them live, but, um, yeah, they are a, a duo. And uh, so the main guy, the guitar player, is Andrew Klinko. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. And then the keyboard player is Alex Nikolau. Are they Russian guys? I don't know. Um, but they have stage names. So Andrew goes by Deb Demure. And Alex goes by Mona D. What do they look like? So they come out on stage. Where did you see, Where were you? Okay, so I, I drug Craig. Uh-huh. And I... I didn't tell him who it was. You didn't drug him. I dragged him. I don't know. I just want it to be clear that you didn't slip him a Mickey and then take oh, him no. to the show. Oh no! I asked him uh, politely if he would join me for this show, and I said slip him a Mickey. <laughs> and so he uh, he reluctantly said yes, and then he ended up loving it as well. Um, Where but was it, it? Was at uh, Deep Ellum Art Company. Do Man, you know they're doing a lot of shows now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's way down commerce almost to the double wide. It's in the middle of nowhere in, uh-huh. as far as Deep Ellum is concerned. And so it's uh, it's an art gallery, mm-hmm. but it's also a bar and a music venue. Is it a bring your own? They have No, they, they have a full on bar and it was great. The The venue, when, I, when we walked in there, it felt like... Deep Ellum 20 years ago. That's Deep awesome. uh, Deep Ellum 1999. Who runs it? No idea. Oh, you don't you're not No idea. Okay. But it's a it's, you know, it's it's an art gallery, but they host shows there and you know, I I'm sure they do private events and stuff. It's got a huge back patio and a huge side patio and the sound was kind of meh. Well, there uh, if it's new, there you know, it always takes yeah, I, d- I don't know how long they've been doing shows there, but, uh, you know, it was booked by, you know, one of the, the main Deep Ellum booking places. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, no, I know. I I have a lot of friends that have already played there. Like for some reason, it's showing up a lot on uh, on the feeds. Yeah, but it, the the venue itself was perfect for this band, and the crowd, like you were saying just a minute ago, like wouldn't it be great if kids were into this kind of music? Uh huh. It was mostly kids. Well, isn't that place kind of younger? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Todd's, and, um, my nephew Liam played there with a, a girl named uh, Remy Riley, I think. And it was at that place. And Todd was like texting me like, dude, have you heard of this place? It's pretty cool. So yeah, that's it, cool that it, there's a new jam. Yeah. It, it was a great vibe at the place. And a bunch of like early 20s goth kids. <laughs> it was super. It was super crazy and super cool. So, how big is it? Like you can fit like uh, four hundred, maybe. I mean, we had no idea what to expect, and it was packed. There were probably two hundred fifty people there, maybe three hundred. So, three hundred is packed. I would say. There. I would say capacity is probably like three hundred. That's awesome. That's the size they need. That size down yeah. there. Yeah, it was great. And so, um, the bit of this band. Uh-huh. So it's just the two guys. And so there's it's just uh backing tracks for the drums and you know sure. s- some of the keys and guitars. And then so Alex Mona D <laughs> he sings and plays keyboards and then Andrew Deb Demure he plays uh guitar and sings. He's the main singer, but they both sing. And their bit they're you know they're kind of androgynous and it it has kind of a Wes Anderson vibe because they they were uh, wearing silver like uh, shiny suits like yeah. almost like uh, like sequin like glitter oh I like thought silver you were, glitter suits I wanted them to be more like those remember those early eighties workout sweat suits no, that no. were shiny no this you know it's like a uh, like a, a dress suit okay you know um, and I think it, I think maybe a black shirt. And then silver makeup on their faces. Ooh, that's going to get old. And then white Andy Warhol wigs. Yes. And then blue blocker sunglasses. Oh, my God. How could they see what they were doing? So on the cover of the the new record, Modern Mirror, um, uh, Andrew Deb Demure is the, the cover star. He's not wearing the silver jacket. He's wearing a motorcycle jacket in this picture, but... Check out the wig and the glasses. Okay, that looks pretty cool. It does. It has a very velvet underground. Yeah, yeah. It's sort it, of. Uh, it's kind of. It's kind of a cross between uh, velvet underground and Bowie and Andy Warhol, all mashed together. And they all uh, seem to hang out together a lot. Yeah, those three. And I mean, I I understand if people want to write them off as copycats. Or as a bit. See, but I think that that it was so long ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like um, the Stones or the Beatles or whatever copying old blues music Mm -hmm. or stuff like that. I mean, what? That's just what's wrong with that? Yeah. The '80s. It was a long time ago. A lot of people don't know about everything that went on with that. I I, I've just I've got to say that they're my new favorite band. And I love this record, and the place that they play, Deep Ellen Mark Company, is my new favorite venue. I will go see. It, Craig and I were saying this after the fact. We were 
you know, finishing our drinks and sitting outside and just kind of in the afterglow of the, the evening. And it was a random, it was like a Tuesday night and it was still packed and just a great vibe and everybody was happy to be there. And we were sitting there just talking about, you know, anytime there is a, a show of even minimal interest at this venue, we would come back to that venue in a heartbeat because it was so, is, is so it a, cool. Is it a bar though when there's no show? I, or is it I just... don't know. I don't know if they are, uh, you know, open for, you know, happy hour. I, I think it's probably kind of like Dada, like they're dark unless they have an event. Okay. That's cool. That's my guess, but I, I have no idea. Weird. I'm, I but I love, to, I, I, love it, I love it. I love it. I love it. This spot. I'll, um, so I, I need I, to book something there. I'm going to uh, play a, a double shot of Drab Majesty on the After Dark. Oh yeah. Um, by the way, so that before we get to your first tune and your theme, because you do have a theme. I always have a theme. That uh, maybe you get tipped off by from our our intro song, but maybe that song throws you off because maybe you think it's something. Toby's thinking something else. So, you know, just stay tuned for that, bro. Um, <laughs> but I, I want to talk to you, uh, listener, about uh, the After Dark. Bling, 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 bling. If you are not aware of HTWOW After Dark, it is the after party of this podcast, and it is by subscription only. So only our patrons have access and, you know, select personal friends. We and, made it and, in and under, under the wire uh, last month. Yes, barely. But that's okay. It's usually, it's about the last week. If the pod can go out pretty quickly, well, not quickly, at least midway to the end of the month, after dark is a few days later. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah, you know, it, it gives uh, our patrons time to listen to the regular pod and then build anticipation for the after dark. A lot more music, a lot less talk. Yes, it. We are way more drunk, but we talk less and we play more tunes. And I, I really like the format. Last, uh, last month we ended up playing twelve tunes. Yeah, we went overboard, but um, I think I think we should play twelve. We didn't talk it's a, a lot because it's we, a twelve pack. See, we play a six pack on the regular pod, and then we play a twelve pack. <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> mind. Blown. Yeah, and so uh, if you would, if you would like a uh, a preview of what you can expect on H2O After Dark, here's a sample of what happened last month on the After Dark. Still, P is awesome. I don't know if it still is. I don't know. I mean, last time I went there was fine. It's like any other place in Dallas. If it gets too late and it's on a weekend, just look out. What do you mean? It's just gonna be douche ahoy. You're just you're just gonna have to fight through it. Those are the worst chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat those. No. What are you playing first? Can you believe Man. that, Toby? That's some funny stuff. You sounded funny i seem to be holding it together yeah for some you, reason. You, you hold your liquor way better than i do whoa so it is funny that. around that time i think we talk less because i mean it's late but man we've been that's after a dinner we've been partying since three man 
After Dark's great because there's no um, there's no guidelines and there's no uh, we don't provide a lot of uh, information about what we're playing. We no, just we play just it we just play what we want to play. Jam. We're we're not doing book reports because just... it's exactly what we used to do after the pod before. Yeah, we would find ourselves saying, "Oh, we need to listen to this, and we need to listen to this," and then we would do it, but we would just do it for ourselves, and we wouldn't record it. And then we thought to ourselves, "Well, if we're going to do like a patron thing, this would be a cool, uh, you know, bonus to encourage people to sign up." And so, it please. It is fun. I, I leave a lot more of our stupidity in that one yes. because um, I know it doesn't go out to everyone. So, please uh, sign up. You can go to oldwaver.com and click on the premium link, or you can just go to patreon.com if you're familiar with that and uh, type in HTWOW in the search bar and find us and sign up and uh, become one of the select few that are our internet best friends. Um. <laughs> I do have loads more to talk about, but I, I want to uh, hand the floor over to you. And, uh, and I want you to tell us what it is that you are bringing to the pod. Well, what, is, what is your theme? What is your book report for this, this month? This one is a fun one, Dave. Not that they all haven't been fun. Uh, they're all fun. But, and we've, all, we've talked about many times, boy, it was hard to narrow it down, and I still haven't, and so... When we get to the last one I'm going to play, we're going to have to choose between five or six of them. And whatever we don't choose, we'll play in the later. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Um, but I decided to do, and I I can't remember what made me think to do this. Something came up the other night that I just heard on something, and I was like, that's a cool cover. And so I'm going to do new wave, new wave bands covering songs. Perfect. Okay. What do you think about that? So, so like so Devo, Devo at the beginning, covering the Rolling Stones, covering the Stones, which sometimes, sometimes the cover might be better. I'm not saying that the Devo version is better than the Stones, but when I was but a kid, I loved the that version. But you've heard the the Stones version of Satisfaction a billion times. Yeah. So it's nice to throw the curveball in. Yeah, um, and if you see the video, and I think that they might have performed that on Saturday Night Live, when he hits the baby baby part and goes on forever, you know, where he's like yeah. on repeat and he just shakes himself till his glasses it's fall very, off. It's very subversive. It's pretty awesome, but there's a few I'm going to play. They, they change it from uh, pussy action to girly action. Oh, does he? Is that what happens there? I, uh -huh. know, I haven't paid attention to that. But, um, and I love the, I've always loved the cigarette line and in, insatisfaction. Right. But I'm going to just play a, a bunch of tunes, but this first one, uh, and maybe a few of the other ones, people might not know, was a cover song. And so I mentioned that I was going to do this because we had DBS rehearsals for the uh, Levitt show. Uh-huh. Um, when is that, by the way? September 6th. Levitt. Free show. Free. So Ar that's in Arlington, correct? Yeah. If you've never been to the Levitt... It's fun. You sit out in a field and you watch a concert by Cowboy Stadium. So I mean, it's a it's a sweet outdoor venue, and I've I've seen like uh, oh you've never been to Levitt? I've never been. I saw the, I guess the last time you guys played, I saw like uh, somebody the did drone a, a drone stuff? shot. Man, yeah, it the was, stage uh, the stage looks legit, and the crowd was awesome. It's awesome, and uh, they really know what they're doing over there, and it's free, and so you just kind of roll up and. Um, what you know, day of the I week think is it's that? City money? I don't know. Maybe it's UTA. 
setup. I don't know. But there are Levitt pavilions all over the country, and you know it's free shows for they. I think it might be a city provided thing. So what's the date again? September sixth. Is that a Friday? I think it. I think it's September sixth. It's the Friday. Okay. Um, but uh, anybody else playing with you? They haven't told us yet, or we haven't got to pick yet. Last time we played, uh, it was Jarrett from uh, Bowling for Soup opened up solo. Oh, sweet. So we'll probably do something like that again. We'll find someone cool um, that just wants to play for about 30 minutes, and then we'll do it. But, um, yeah, so we're rehearsing last week, and I told Todd before I left, hey, yeah, we're... Can you think of some other cover songs? And he mentioned this one, and I was like, wait, that's a... Dave, you and I know this band pretty well, and this has never come up to me that this was a cover song. But let me play you. Can I play you a snippet of the original? Yeah, I would love to see if I can pick out what it is that you're going to play. Let me play you the original from 1971. Are you ready for this? Uh Uh-huh. All right, listen to this for a second, and I'm going to let it cook until it... And you tell me to stop when you got it. Okay. Here we go. Here's the video. This is from some uh, French TV show in 1971. I had no idea this was a cover. Right? And even the banner. Isn't that amazing? Is it called Step On or what's the name of the original? Um, He's going to step on you again. Isn't that amazing? It's, it's a dead-on cover, and I had no idea. Well, even the logo of the show, they stole the font from the logo. Right. And in a minute, he does the banner and it's exactly. This you is, hear that? I mean, this is great. Isn't I mean, that cool? I, I love the cover. And I'm not going to say I love the original better, but it's so awesome that this is from 1971. Yeah, the other cool thing about this, the guy's name is John Kongos. And he's, Never heard of him. He's a South African, uh, I think he's from South Africa. I don't know where he's from. Uh, it might be South African. But uh, he's also credited as the first uh, guy to use uh, a sample in this song. It's a... a a loop of an African drum beat because they were you know you could use samples back then with Mellotrons because basically Mellotrons is a cassette tape loop yeah he was South African yeah and he I think he gets credited as being the first uh, first one to use a sample in a pop recording for this song that went to number four in the UK in 71. Yeah, so it was something... I never heard that in my life. But I guess it stuck in the the craw of those brothers. I guess their dad or their mom or dad, like they had this record and were just really into it. And this guy ends up being a studio musician in the UK. 
and ends up playing all the Fairlight and Synthesizer stuff for uh, Def Leppard on the Pyromania record. <laughs> what? I never even heard the guy's name. That is insane. John Congos. Did I, did I blow your mind? Uh, you totally blew my mind. <laughs> so uh, I guess my plan is to play a little of the original and then play the tune. Do you want so, to... so you're going to do that for the other the other two uh, as well. You're going to play a little bit of the original and then I guess so. I mean, the, maybe not for the last one. The last one we can just play it. Depends on what it is, but uh, whichever one you want to pick for the last one. But I'll definitely do it for the next one. But um, you want to hear the Happy Mondays jam? It's so good. It's the best. I. But I thought that they did that. This is half the reason why I thought they were geniuses is because they came up with this song. Yeah, I I never knew it was a cover. It doesn't it doesn't make me like the song any less. It doesn't make me like the song any less. It makes me think. It, you know what it makes me think? It makes the Happy Mondays make more sense to me okay. because of how crazy they were. Uh huh. Of course they didn't write Step. <laughs> how could they? <laughs> they were out of their minds. So, of course, they didn't do that. That's why it never made sense to me. Oh, man. Right? This is a, this is a party jam. It this is. is a- this is a... I, I remember that uh, at the old Barley House, that this uh, Pills and Thrills and Belly Aches was on the, uh, the jukebox. And, and so Step On was always... In the rotation. The Barley House? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Man, this was, boy. It's a good party jam. Boy, the early 90s house music. If you if the DJ needed to take a break, just throw this on. It lasts forever. At least the other version. I'm going to play the single version. Right. Let's play the version that we know and that made us crazy when we were kids and think that the Happy Mondays ruled the world. It goes just like this.
Open up a beer. There you go. There's some cold ones at the bottom. Round two, peanut butter temptress. <laughs> God. Um, Holy crap. Did you think you were going to learn a new fact about the Mondays today? No. <laughs> I did not. And you verified that uh, John Congos does in fact hold the Guinness World Record for being the first person to ever use a sample in a recording. Yeah, so whoever that uh, African band was that had that rhythm section that he used as the sample on this, they should probably be paid at some point. Because <laughs> that beat in the background is the whole deal. But remember the, um, we've talked about this before on the pod about the Coachella show. Remember where the breakdown? Right. Where the keyboard player couldn't uh, get the samples to work? And, well, and, and Sean Ryder couldn't get his teleprompter to work. Yeah, and so he just turns around and starts throwing stuff at the keyboard player. And then out of nowhere, it just goes, dang, 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 and everyone just loses it. It was perfect. But the only thing that made it, you mentioned this when I was doing my Bez dance to it. 
Happy Mondays are not the same without Bez. Yeah, when we saw them, Bez had visa problems, so he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, they held him. At the, he couldn't come into the country. <laughs> yeah, you can't have the Mondays without Bez. Bez is the deal, even though he does nothing but dance, but man. Yeah, and, and John Congos, as cool as he was, he didn't have Bez. He didn't have Bez. He just... Um, but he did play on Pyromania. He played on Pyromania. Boy, that was a big record. He, uh... Holy. That guy... I want to meet that guy. Is he still alive? He's gotta be. He's like a record producer, dude. Should I look? I just had his wiki up. Hold on. Yeah, he's 74. Still kicking. Man, I want to meet him. And just be like, man, what... <laughs> I mean, is he just rich? I don't know. That song has been played five trillion times. Like, I don't know. I mean, the Happy Mondays had a bunch of other awesome songs, but boy, that's their big one, isn't it? Man. Isn't it? Isn't it? That's so much fun, and I'm so glad that you played that. Good. I'm, I'm glad I, uh, I'm glad you didn't go, yeah, man, everyone knows that's, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have all of John Congo's yeah. stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, when Todd mentioned it the other, I have to give Todd credit for this because he, uh, out of nowhere, goes, "Man, is a is Step on a cover? I heard that the other day." And we looked it up, and we both freaked out. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah how how did it escape us for this long? Yeah, why didn't Martha Quinn tell us about that one? She was. She always had a lot of information, and she just didn't tell us that one. Or Alan White. They they just skipped over it. Nina Blackwood. Black Blackwood. She still. I think she has a show on the XM. Mm-hmm. When anyway, are we, when are we going to get a show on the XM? We might be too big for that. <laughs> it's true. We'd have to take a pay cut. Mm-hmm. Um. By the way. One other thing that I wanted to throw out there to the listeners, I already implored you to become a patron. Um, one other thing that I would like to implore you to do is to uh, write an iTunes review. Because the more iTunes reviews we have, the higher we show up in the iTunes algorithms. And, uh, you know, it just makes it better for everyone. <laughs> So I was thinking maybe we could do like a contest. Sure. Um, you know, I, I just gave away my uh, my Smashing Pumpkins Noel Gallagher tickets on Twitter. Yeah, everyone to... was so nice about that. I know. It was just like, yeah, she deserves that. Yeah, so patron Lana, <laughs> she was like, I mean, you know, if you want to give them to me, I'm, I'm your biggest fan. And so I, you know, I was going to do some kind of uh, Twitter contest, and then I was just like, or I could just give them to Lana, and everybody was like, yeah, she deserves she it. Deserves she deserves she, de she should have them. So I don't I don't have any other tickets that I, I bought, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to use because I'm stupid and I planned poorly. Um, I don't know, maybe, like, do you have any duplicate records? Like stuff in your collection where you have like two of something or anything that you, uh, you know, could could part with. Like maybe we could have like a hmm. like an HTWOW record bundle. I definitely have duplicate. We'll have to look though. I can't think of what they are. Right. I mean, what if there's something like somebody doesn't want like a 
Okay, well, uh, we'll have to look. We'll, we'll think of something. I bet or, I have a duplicate of like a Cure uh, record. Uh, how or about ju- how about just an HTWOW T-shirt? Perfect. Okay, an HTWOW T-shirt. So uh, before the September pod comes out. Okay. So this is the August pod. So before the September pod comes out. So if you put a an iTunes review up between when this pod comes out and the September pod comes out, then I will put all of those people's names in a hat and draw a winner for some HTWOW merch. Yeah, and for the next time we do this, I'll, I'll have the records lined out. Okay. I'll know what... Yeah, uh, I, have, I have some stuff that, I, that I've been meaning to purge. And I have so, some. I definitely have some Rod Stewart. Yeah, we we can come up with a vinyl prize pack of, of stuff yeah. that people may or may yeah, not that's want. That's what we need. But at least this time we'll do uh, we'll do an HTWOW uh, merch bundle. So uh, if you go uh, find us on iTunes and leave us a review, as I said, if you post the review between the August and September pods, uh, then I will make note of uh, your review and we will draw a winner. And announce it uh, at some point. I don't That's know. It's a great idea, Dave. You're such a good uh, well, you know, uh, marketer. I, I listen to. I don't listen to podcasts, but my girlfriend does, mm-hmm. and it seems like that they do contests and stuff all the time. Oh, and so I'm just trying to, you know, ride the wave. Well, I'm glad she knows stuff. I know. Help yeah. us out and leave a review and uh, tell your friends. Okay, um, I'm gonna bring the room down a little bit. Is that okay? No, it's okay. You know, I I almost mentioned it before when I was saying I bet Sean Ryder. You know, how else would they have heard about John Congos except from their parents, right? Right. Yeah. So, and this this next song that I'm gonna play doesn't necessarily um, directly relate to my dad, but it, it has kind of a, uh, a mournful, you know, heartbroken vibe. And so, you know, now is, I guess is a, as good a time as any to talk about this. So, um, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, maybe you saw that uh, at the end of July, my dad passed away and uh, he was uh, 82 years old. And uh, he was in failing health. You know, he had Parkinson's, um, but he he fell and ended up with a, like a compression fracture in his back that put him in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that he had pneumonia, and then his one of his lungs collapsed, and he couldn't breathe without assistance. And eventually, he just you know they, he had a DNR, and you know it was just it was time. And so uh, the fortunate thing is that we all, the whole family got to be there in the room when it happened. Right. And, you know, and part of that uh, experience, you know, I pulled up, uh, you know, on my, my phone, I pulled up a playlist of the kind of music that he and my mom loved. And so, you know, as we're all gathering in in the room and kind of preparing for you know the moment of like taking the mask off and letting nature take its course right you know we're we're listening to the music of his youth you know and and kind of uh what what time period is this so 
my dad was born in 37. Okay. And so he grew up in the big band era in, you know, World War II. That was like the music of his childhood. And then uh, later, when he was in his teen years, it was kind of pre Elvis. You know, yeah, it's it like, yeah. it like Perry Como and, uh, you know, the Andrew sisters and, uh, you know, Frank Sinatra. Early 50s. Yeah, early 50s. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, by the time Elvis hit, he was out of school and he was in the Air Force and he kind of lost touch with music at that point. Sure. And so, uh, you know, and then he kind of had, uh, when we moved to Texas, he kind of had a renewed interest in music because he suddenly became a huge Willie Nelson fan and kind of got into a country a little bit, you know, yeah. like like 70s album country. Even and, if you weren't a country music fan, you knew, I knew all of Willie Nelson's yeah. songs. Everybody had like that uh, Stardust album. Right. And so when I was a kid, you know, I... I always was kind of, uh, I don't know, disappointed, it maybe is a strong word, but uh, I was always kind of uh, I, I, I wishful thinking that I had a younger, hipper dad, right? Because I didn't have an older sibling. I was the oldest. Uh-huh. And so I didn't have a, a, a rock and roll influence. I didn't have anybody introducing me to bands and making me aware of stuff that I needed to be aware of. You know, my dad had his 40s and 50s music. Then he had like his easy listening phase of like sure. Lawrence Welk and, and Ray Conniff and, uh, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And then his country phase and all that. But nothing that we had in common. We didn't have any common ground. So when when i was younger i had kind of that uh lament of you know i wish that i shared music with my dad and then so there's you know, no music in the car no no huh. there there was really nothing that that you know i remember from that time that was in heavy rotation okay you know i think he kind of uh you know music kind of passed him by and and I get that. Every once That's in a while. That's kind of like when after you go to war or something, you're kind of like, music's stupid. Yeah. He just, he didn't really listen to that much that I remember in my childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that he, he listened a lot when he was young, but then he didn't really listen to too much. I mean, he had uh, season tickets to the Fort Worth Pops and we would go, you know, see the symphony every once in a while. Okay. You know, he would take me to that. Yeah. But we, you know, and and there would be guest performers and stuff. But I don't really remember anything that was, you know, uh, uh, any common ground that we had. And so, but as I was thinking back about it, uh, you know, leading up to his passing and with his passing, I I started to realize, you know, maybe it wasn't a, uh, like a... A linear one-to-one like you need to listen to this right this, this band or this song is important but it was just the idea the concept that music is important and mm-hmm. I mean he had bookshelves full of records 
that I remember all through my childhood and I remember going through and, and exploring them, never finding anything I want to listen to, but there were lots of cover records, you know, in the 70s. Mm, of, oh yeah, that was a thing. You know, and, and... And you also, you mentioned on the last pod that he probably would have had popcorn. Yeah, uh, he definitely had like a lot of uh, Moog and synthesizer, yeah. like early electronic stuff. Which is because he weird. Because he was, well, he was fascinated with computers. He was like a, a, a uh, engineer, computer engineer. That's awesome. And so he was fascinated with, you know, uh, computers being able to compose or perform music. And so, you know, I, I would always look at his, his uh, record collection and he used to tell me stories about how when he was in high school, how he was the DJ at their church. You know, he grew up in the Bronx. That's awesome. And the, the Monsignor at uh, their Catholic school would give him an allowance every month and he would go out and buy 45s to play at the dances. Really? Yeah. So he was, you know, I mean, I'm sure that he just had like one record player and he was just changing out 45s. Like, yeah, hold on a second. Yeah, that's cool though. Yeah. You know, let me yeah. change the record. But Roller you know, rink DJ. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's, you know, my mom remembers, because my mom was a little bit younger, my mom remembers that, you know, that's how she first was aware of my dad. Yeah, he's the DJ. Because he was the DJ. What was his name? <laughs> they didn't have DJ names back then. The idea that, uh, you know, music was foundational in his life and music was important, at least in his youth. I think that even though I didn't directly... Uh, identify with anything that he liked uh, and I didn't uh, you know have any musical common ground I did grow to appreciate music and understand that it was uh, an essential part of my life uh-huh. from his example yeah if that makes sense there's two different ways of looking at this. You can have the parents that you kind of get it from the, the side a little bit. And then you have the hippie parents that are just cramming like Dylan down your throat. Yeah, and I, you know and I, I don't mean? do that. I don't like, do that to Whoa. my daughter at all. I mean, I... But I, you have friends that that's happened to them, right? Like, you know what I'm talking yeah, they're, about. Yeah, they're, they're trying to brainwash their kid to... You know, to just like Johnny Cash all of this, or, you know, you know, to like... Mamas and the papas right, and crap. And you're like, jeez... Um, so, but I, do I think try- it's better if you just pick it up. Yeah, on I do. The side. But I do try to just impart that uh, love of music, you know, and the idea that you know this is a great escape, and that it's a, it's a, uh, a you know a great cultural barometer, and it's a great thing to uh, find common ground with other people that have you know similar uh, ideas and similar uh, you know emotions as you so this next song that i'm going to play isn't necessarily directly related to uh anything about my dad but it is like i said kind of a mournful song kind of a um a departure for what i from what i usually play on the pod um it's a very simple kind of singer songwritery song um but i really enjoy the production and uh on this record, it's the song that I keep going back to. And so I'm going to play a song by Pete Yorn. Do you know Pete Yorn? I do. That has come up in the studio a lot where somebody will go, well, you know, I, I want it to sound like a Pete Yorn thing. Yeah, so he's a New Jersey guy. And uh, he first, uh, I guess, came into uh, 
musical consciousness uh, among the masses in the early 2000s. His first record, Music for the Morning After, came out in 2001, and uh, he just put out his seventh solo record. It's called Caretakers. And I hadn't listened to any of Pete Yorn in quite a while, um, but I really do enjoy this record. And I really like this song, and it's got little a little bit of a twang. Maybe you know, maybe uh, that's the homage to my dad, uh, because he did he was a late in life country music fan. Um, but this song is called Friends, and it's uh, brand new from Pete Yorn on HTWOW.
That's cool. I'm not normally a um, singer-songwritery dude, but it kind of gets real shoegazy at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. It's got the big finish. And, you know, listening to the whole record all the way through, there were notes of Calhoun, the, the band that you and Tim Locke uh, are in, were in. Yeah, that is... Uh, they're, he's definitely hitting some Calhoun moments in there, or Calhoun would hit some Pete Yorn moments. Right, probably was the case. Yeah, but the the record, there's nothing that like uh, jumps out and punches you in the face, but it's all very pleasant to listen to, and he, I like his style in that it's very, um, it's kind of earnest singer songwriter. But it's also really well produced, and there are huge moments to it. You I know, feel it, like it sounds big at times. I feel like he's been away for a while. Is that? Um, I haven't heard. I mean, man, that was the thing. Like I was saying before, it came up in the studio constantly. It almost made me unfairly not like Pete Yorn that much uh-huh. uh, because of so many people going well, can you make it sound like Pete Yorn and you're like well you don't it was almost like Pete Yorn after Radiohead Pete Yorn was the name that came up the most really man in, it in was recording crazy. circles yeah it it was constant so uh somebody got the new Pete Yorn thing back in the you know 10 years ago and that's what they wanted to sound like his last one came out in 2016 and then before that was 2010 yeah 2010 that was the self-titled pete yorn record and uh i don't know if you remember that uh, he did an ep in 2009 with scarlett johansson how'd that go i don't know i never listened to it She's a handsome woman. She Dave. is. I mean, I wonder if they ever messed around and now late she's night a, in the studio. I'm guessing they did. Now she is a uh, superhero. That's true. She's an Avenger. Which one is she? I'm not, I'm not up on the comics. Black Widow, right? I think. Uh, so, yeah, he did the, the soundtrack to Black Widow. Oh, he did the soundtrack <laughs> to her thing? No. I was about to say God. No, it was entitled it was entitled Breakup with Scarlett Johansson. Wow. It peaked at number fourteen on the US rock chart. The US rock chart probably would you consider him rock? Hmm. I guess. I don't know. Kind of What is rock? Kind of indie, kind of a adult album alternative. So uh, everything sucks. The uh, that EP with Scarlett Johansson went gold in France. There you go. Rest in peace, Dad. Uh, Donald Joseph Lane, uh, great man, great uh, example to me. I will never be as good as uh, a good a human as he was. But uh, will you ever have the record collection that is even no. close to? No. And you know what he was super pissed about is. He all of his old forty fives and seventy eights that he had from mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, he I guess left at his uh, mom's house or mom's apartment. Oh no! And at some point, uh, when they moved uh, my grandmother to Texas, 
his sister like just threw them all out. How? I don't know. I mean, she just like threw put them on the, the curb. Garb- or, or, I don't know. Or, me. I don't know. I don't know if she just gave them away or threw them in a dumpster. But he was, he was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, so. that's wild. Because you know he had that cataloged. If he's computer guy, he had that yeah. down. Oh, all of his stuff was alphabetical. I definitely learned to catalog music from my dad. Mm. Uh, <sighs> all right. It's time to get back to Toby's book report on new wave bands doing cover songs. Yeah, well, let's get a little lighter, Dave. Yes, let's let, let's bring it back uh, to the, the normal HTWOW vibe of mirth and good times. We're, we're finishing our temptresses. Uh, should we go ahead and crack the next one? Yeah, let's you, crack we slam the next one. I, I fr- I'm done. Are you done, really? Show me. Prove it. Oh, my God. Okay, I gotta catch I, up. Um, Hold on. <sighs> I finished. You know, there's... Str- it's, uh, it's a 9-2. <laughs> God, that's... Old. I'm cutting that out. That's disgusting. <laughs> that's the stuff that kills me. That is the waiting room to hell for me. Um, you didn't like that? Oh, God, dude. All right, I'm going to open up the uh, good friend cooler. Hold on. Yeah, dude. There's some cold ones at the bottom. There's some cold ones at the bottom. Hey, look at that guy. What do you got there? Oh! What does that say? It says hipster in a can. <laughs> this is from uh, Oak Highland Brewery. Are we going to need a new glass? Or are we drinking out of the... No, we can drink it out of the can. You give me a coos. Hey! I'll go get a coos in a minute. We've had Oak Highlands on the, uh, the pod before, but we've never had this one. This was uh, chosen once again by our buddy Matt Tobin at Good Friend Package. He's a legend. He's a legend. Golden Mustache, Dortmunder style lager. Boy, and he knows the code too, right? It's like start off with the heavy, yeah. and then he's kicked us down to a five-five. Yeah, this is a five-five. Um, you know, still a bit for me, but hey. Originally brewed for the hardworking people of the Ruhr district in the Westphalia region of Germany, Dortmunder is a full-bodied, moderately hopped and slightly more alcoholic answer to the Bohemian Pilsner and Munich Helles style. Crisp and clean with the perfect balance of hot bitterness and malt sweetness. Crisp and clean, no caffeine. Golden mustache is the perfect reward for a hard day's work like this pod, bro. Like this pod. Was that crisp and clean, no caffeine, was that a Sprite or a 7-Up thing? Sounds like 7-Up. Remember the guy that would be in the... um. I just sprayed my pop screen. Sorry. I fixed it. Dun, 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 dun. Let me pop mine. I didn't pop my can with as much flair as you. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. I like that. It's nice to have a little... It, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a uh, crisp, clean lager, but it does have... A little bit different mouthfeel. There's a tang to it. It's got a little bit of a kick. It's got a tang on it. I like that. Did you ever used to drink tang? Of course. 
Because astronauts drank it. Did you ever drink Yoohoo? Oh, yeah. Chocolate water. <laughs> you think it's chocolate milk, but it's watered down Yoohoo. Is, is that from Paul's Boutique? I don't know, but... Yeah, that sounds right. It sounds like a Paul's Boutique thing. Anyway, that was one of their slams on someone else's rhyme. You think it's chocolate milk. But it's watered down Yoohoo. But it's watered down Yoohoo. I used to, I liked Yoohoo. I like Yoohoo right now. Sure. I'd drink one. Man, the mustache thing. Is it, has it run its course? <laughs> Maybe. I feel like uh, the beard thing is over, but I'm No, I'm some committed. guys look good in beards. I do get that. My dad used to have it run with a beard and with a pipe and too, a beard. I look too fat without the beard. Let me see. See, I don't consider what you have going on there a beard. It has to be like uh, Matt's beard. You know what I mean? It has to be like one of the guys on the cooler there. Like, see their beards? They look like they, they're lumberjacks. I know. Like, I, those I, are beards. Yours I've is never, just like you have... Uh, I've never gone to that extreme. I've never had... I've never had uh, any kind of volume below my chin. Boy, you should totally piss. <laughs> <laughs> For the wedding? Just yeah, grow just the beard out and never? Grow, she would just be not cut it so from now. pissed off. And you just need to be like, hey, and just make up some super emotional reason. Right. Why you're growing your beard. I haven't cut it since my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what can she say? No. It no. seems like you'd be able to tolerate a beard. I can't gets, grow one, it, so I can't. If it do gets this, any but. longer than it is right now, it gets really itchy, and I can't take it. Does it? Is it itchy when it does that? Uh, yeah, just like the neck. Just, I don't like the way it feels. I can't do the lumberjack thing. I can't. Well, the opposite of being a butch lumberjack is being in the band that you're about to play <laughs> how do you yeah okay so you I saw, I saw the album cover <laughs> all right so you do you want to hear the original yeah 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 one of the first cassette tapes of when i moved from listening to uh journey cheap trick van halen guitars guitar music to i get tapes from my my friend tony in england tainted love might have been the first song on the jam that was huge that might have been the first song on the cassette. I mean, to me, like, uh, if I think back to my early musical consciousness, Tainted Love and I'll Melt With You, those were yeah. like the signature new wave songs in my brain. Huge songs. Like, th those were crossover hits. Which I think that the reason why this one was is maybe people recognize this from before. Are you, I knew are that. You, are you playing the Donna Summer song? The Donna Summer song. What I feel you, love. No, 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 no. Uh, no, I'm playing Tainted Love by uh, Soft Cell. That's a cover. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Did you realize? Because you know they at the end of Tainted Love they go oh, into I'm, that. I, uh, Baby, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we all knew that was a cover, right? Uh-huh. I didn't realize Tainted Love itself was a cover. I thought that they... I never knew that. I thought it's from uh, 1964. What? 
Okay, so I, I was thinking of uh, Bronsky Beat, which also featured Mark Allman. Right. But they did a cover of I Feel Love by Donna Summer. So right. I, I thought and that's, that's hard you, to sing. I, I thought that's where you were going. No, Tainted Love is a cover. I never knew. See? See what on, I'm doing? Step On was a cover. I'm just blowing your mind, Dave. Tainted Love was a cover. Tainted Love was Who a knew? cover. Who knew? Of course, Soft Cell had other great songs like Sex Dwarf. <laughs> Will you please play Sex Dwarf <laughs> on the After Dark? I for sure. I love that song. It's such a great it's song. so good. Um, but this song was written by a dude named Ed Cobb. And on the record, it plainly says, all songs written by Mark Almond, except highlighted and on the thing says Ed Cobb. And he was in some band called The Four Preps. Remember, they were there were a lot of those bands in the '60s that were like the four. Whatever. Right, it was like a, a singing group. Right, but this one, what I'm about to play you, and and the video for this, I'm sure had nothing to do with her, but whoever set this video up on um, YouTube looks so cool. It's like all from like a Mad Men era office. Okay. Of just pictures of wood paneling and people sitting at desks. And it's so cool. But I'll play you. You want me to play you the original? I would love to hear the original. It's a girl named uh, Gloria Jones. And she's the one that uh, made the song famous before our friend's soft cell. It goes just like this, Dave. You're going to love this. It's spooling. I can see it. Yeah, I don't think that matters. was a b-side that wasn't her hit check this, oh look there's reagan check this out bro huh check this out gloria jones yeah gloria jones not only did she perform in the musical hair oh okay she was keyboardist and vocalist in t-rex and had a son with mark bolin you're kidding me no is that the same person yes Holy crap. She's still alive. She's 73. <laughs> Gloria. Do you see what? Gloria I blew Rochetta your mind. Jones. Then you just turned around and blew my mind. <laughs> we went from Def Leppard to T-Rex. <laughs> is she good? Lo- is she super good looking or something? I mean. I mean, T-Rex was. T-Rex is why Bowie did stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she is good looking, isn't she? Yeah. Um, wow. 
Here, here's a picture of her and Mark Bolin with their baby. Wow. Look at this picture. Oh my God. Mark Bolin with a, a leopard jacket and a feather boa and a white fedora with a black band around it. How much cooler are they than John and Yoko? <laughs> and then look she, how much cooler that is. And then Dude, she looks like Naomi Campbell. Yeah, she looks like Naomi Campbell, and she's got like a plaid skirt and a paisley shirt, and she is like just leaning up against him, and they are just looking like the coolest couple alive. Yeah. All right. Well. Golly. I did not know that Gloria Jones was so awesome. We're Aww. learning together. Man. This uh, is the best HTWOW ever. <laughs> We're really doing stuff, Dave. We are. We're Should make- we handle the archives of music, like, for the world? Uh-huh. I think everyone needs to learn the lessons that we are teaching. Ma'am, good for us. I mean, good for them that they wrote hit songs and they have songs, but really good for us. Would you like to hear a vinyl version of a Soft Cell singing Tainted Love? I can't wait. If it goes into the next bit, do you want me to stop it or just stop it after Tainted Love? Just do what you want to do. All right, we'll see what happens when it happens. All right, here is um, Tainted Love. Touch me, baby, tainted love. Tainted love. 
What do you think of that? Dave? Oh my god! Is that God? It's you? been so long since I've heard that. It's so good. Now I just like I want to know about John Congles. <laughs> now I want to meet Gloria Jones. I know she obviously is cool. She was married and had babies with T Rex. Yeah, he he. Mark Bolin met her in 1969 when she was performing Hair in L.A. Here's the one where they all get naked at the end. Yes. And then uh, they met. Meet somebody, I guess. Then they later met at a speakeasy in London. God. And then in 1972, she uh, sang backup vocals for T Rex. And then she joined T Rex. And then they became romantically involved. And then in 1975, they had a son named Roland Bolin. (laughs) Why isn't Roland Bolin the biggest pop star of all time? Should be. Oh, man. We need to find him. Um, anyway, isn't that fun? That is We're so much covers. fun. Oh, my God. That's I only so get much to do fun. three songs. I have 900 of these. I know. So coming up uh, for your final song, we're going to pick the, the final one on the fly. And man, it's... Uh, um, it's going to be tough, right? It's going to be real tough. We'll have a bunch in the after dark. I have one that I'm leaning towards. I want you to pick. It'll okay. Be, it'll be Dave's pick. All right. I may need your help, but I can probably at least narrow it down for you. Yeah. And we'll leave it, you know what, we'll even say all the ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll leave uh, it on. So uh, our, our readers can hear them. Yes. And then uh, they'll know that the, ones you, the one you didn't pick will be on the After Dark. Yes, and then they'll sign up and become patrons. Yeah, because they have to hear those covers. Because <laughs> there's no cause way. Because they, they can't possibly just look <laughs> it up on YouTube. They can't just play it no. on that. No. But isn't history fun sometimes? You it just, really we, is. We went down a wormhole and you blew my mind, dude. Yes. After you blew my mind, I blew you. Because I am a... Uh, See what I did there? I'm, yeah, I did. I'm a, I'm a big fan of T-Rex. I love T-Rex. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're a fan of the Smiths, I mean, Johnny Marr learned everything he knows from Mark Bolin. And Sheik. Yes. Um, so I, I might do a T-Rex thing next. You should. Oh, that reminds me. Okay. I'm glad you said that. What'd you gonna name it? That reminds me. This is a as good a time as any to kind of tease ahead. Because uh, there's lots of big things happening here at HTWOW. HTWOW headquarters in College Station. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we bought a giant warehouse and we're moving everything into a new facility soon. That's true. Uh, so next month, the September pod... Um, the pod that uh, will mark the end of our uh, iTunes review contest. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a huge pod. You're going to definitely want to listen to that one because uh, I will be able to uh, tell you tales of seeing The Cure and Johnny Marr in Paris because I'm about to go uh, get on a jet plane and go across the pond for uh, which kind of turned into my bachelor party. It wasn't initially planned as my bachelor party, but it is my bachelor party. Craig made it so. Craig made it so. Craig. Um. Craig bought me my plane ticket on Miles. Yeah, uh, man, I can't wait to hear about this. Also, because you know how, uh, like when they're 
is the Blur Oasis battle. Right. But Noel Gallagher and Graham Coxon kind of are like, well... Well, Noel and Gallagher's he, like, well, Graham Coxon's obviously right, and even awesome. Na- and even, even now, if, Noel and, and Damon Alburn are, are friends. Yeah, now they're friends. Uh, but back in the day, they even, when they were supposed to hate each other, would admit that, yeah. I wonder, you know, because it has come out recently that uh, Morrissey has... Apologized to he, Robert Smith. He hasn't apologized, but they asked him if you were going to take anything, anything that you said back. One of his things was, "I wish I wouldn't have said all the stuff about Robert Smith. It didn't. It doesn't make any sense making a comment right. about the makeup and the clown stuff or whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, "You know, obviously the guys. You know, the Cure has passed everyone. So everyone is uh, the amount of respect for the Cure right now." They're the new Rolling Stones. Yes. Right? They're the new wave Rolling Stones. They headline everything, and there's nothing anyone... Could you imagine picking out that set list of what they play? It's. I mean, they know a thousand songs. Boy, I would have never guessed in 1982 that The Cure would have gotten to this point yes. in their career, ever. Yeah. But what I'm getting to is, I'm wondering, because of the Smith's Cure thing, because Johnny Marr is opening up, and their respect for each other as guitar players. Could there be a crossover? What's going to happen there? Because you know they like he Johnny Marr jumps up with people yeah. and plays stuff. So I don't think that like Robert Smith would come out and sing with Johnny Marr. No, I'm saying Johnny Marr. Johnny Marr come might up. come out and play on a Cure song. Yes, that I could. I think we said this on happen. the last thing. I'm guessing Boys Don't Cry. That would be so great. I think Johnny Marr is going to come out during Boys Don't Cry, and they're going to murder it. I hope so. Oh man, you guys are going to have such a good time. Yes. So, or, so how did you weigh it on both sides of the show? Or is, is it a couple of days before and a two days after, or like, how long are you there? Yeah, we get there. We arrive on a Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. The show is on a Friday, and then, oh, you're only there the day before. Yes, we're okay. we have one uh, one day before and then two days after, and then we come home the following Monday. God, the day after when y'all have nothing to do. We're, we're going to go see a PSG game. I'll bring you a PSG scarf. You have to. And y'all are going to be Rex. Yes. It's fine. We're going to be great. So the other part of the September pod that you're going to want to tune in for is our friend Craig, who we've mentioned many times. And no, Craig. He's, no, he's not Craig Miller, uh, even though he has a lot in common with Craig. Um... You and me and Craig are going to see Morrissey in Austin together. And then we're going to drive from Austin to College Station. And then we're going to record the pod. And Craig is going to be in the room. I don't know if he's going to contribute, but he's going to witness HTWOW live and in person. I can't wait for that. Isn't that going to be fun? When is that? That's the September pod. I don't know when... I don't know when the... Uh, Morrissey Austin date is. Don't make me Google it. Man, that'll be great. Craig will have to talk. Yeah. I mean, he'll have to sit next to me here on the couch, but uh, we'll make room. That'll be weird. He can sit on the cooler. Sure. I mean, he doesn't have to be comfortable. He's he's an interloper. And then the other thing that I wanted to uh, tease ahead to, October, we have... <laughs> it's, it's, not a, uh, it's not a patron theme... It's a sponsor theme. What does that mean? 
It means that our friend Sean Russell of the Cutthroat Finches... Oh, is this happening? Yes, I've, I've talked to him about it, and he's totally cool. Okay. It, it, it's gonna... We're, we're gonna have to schedule it to make sure that the pod comes out before the, the match takes place. Okay, sure. Uh, because I can't remember what the date is in October, but we're going to do a Liverpool versus Manchester pod. That is such a good... You know what we need to do? We need to get the noisy pod guys in on this. Oh, that would be great. So I, I will be... By even, that even time, though, we might be able to get up to Dallas to do this. Yeah, maybe so. maybe we'll do it live on location. But I will... Even though I'm Everton, I will represent Liverpool. And then you will represent Manchester. I'll, yeah, I'll represent Manchester, the United side. But we need the noisy pod guys to do the city side. So who... Is Sean Russell a Liverpool fan? I don't know who he. I, don't I mean, because I'm Everton. Yeah. I mean, but if we could get somebody who is a uh, a Liverpool fan, then we could truly have like all four clubs represented. We have a Liverpool fan, don't we? I don't know. We have a lot of stuff to look forward I, to. Is what I'm telling you. I, I gotta say, I didn't know that that was happening, and I, that's exciting. Yes, we the, need to do. I, I have to say. That needs to be a doubt. Da- that needs to be our first Dallas okay. thing. Well, we we need to buy our equipment and we need to have the October mm. pod needs to happen in Dallas and we need to have guest stars. Even if we don't buy the equipment by then, I can make it happen with other people's stuff. Okay, we'll do it. All right. So, all of those things to look forward to. Now, yes. I am going to play you my guilty pleasure. It's time. It is time. If you go back and listen to April 2018, uh, which actually uh, includes our recap of the Zymok show, uh-huh. um, and you played uh, selections from the B-52s and uh, Blur, and uh, one of the bands that I played was Friendly Fires. Are you about to play another Friendly Fires jam? Yes. So Friendly Fires back... Uh, in April of 2018, put out a single, uh, which was uh, entitled Love Like Waves. Love Like Waves. And so just this month, they put out (laughs) the album that features Love Like Waves. It took them a year and three months. Yes. But they finally put out uh, their, um, it's their third full length. So their first record came out in 2008. Their second record came out in 2011. And their third record just came out here in August of 2019. It's uh, entitled Inflorescent. And, um, <laughs> you know, I was looking, I was doing some Googling before, the, uh, before we hit record on the pod. You do like to do some Googling. And, uh, you know, the... <sighs> The press, especially the English press, isn't necessarily uh, on board with this record. They're they're, aren't, they, they aren't being very kind. They're pretty mean about a lot of stuff, Dave. They are being uh, very mean about this record. Um, but if you are a fan of uh, 90s house music or 70s, 80s disco music... Are they from... Where are they from? They are from England... Um, so you're going to play an English from, band? Yeah, they're from 
Herefordshire. Lovely community. Um, and uh, this record is really, really fun, really, really good. I am uh, playing a deep cut. Deep cut. Um, I mean, all the singles are great. And, you know, Love Like Waves, which uh, was the the lead single all of those months ago. I love that jam. It was great. You know, our, our number one fan, Taylor Tatch, was like, man, they they really go after it, those friendly fires. That's right. And, uh, and our friend Craig, the aforementioned Craig, loves friendly fires. I um I love when Tats gets a shout out. Yes, um, but they are uh, they're they're just a really fun band, and I think they've reached a new plateau, plateau a new creative <laughs> level here. <laughs> the uh, the last record, Pala, it had kind of an island vibe, you know. It had kind of like you know kind steel of steel drums. Not, I don't think it had steel drums, but it had kind of island rhythms, and you know, it was cool. But this is like a house record, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's uh, coincidental that uh, it, we have oh, he always comes up as well as Tatch and Craig and Taylor Young and all of our friends. But uh, Jeff K <laughs> loves Friendly Fires, uh-huh. and. I saw on uh, Facebook he posted that this is his favorite track off the new record, and coincidentally, it's my favorite track off the new record. God, you guys should go out. I know. We should totally hang out. But uh, this is uh, a brand new track off of uh, the Friendly Fires record, and this is called Sleep Talking on HTWOW.
That makes you want to party, doesn't it? Or maybe it's just me. Maybe no. <laughs> there's maybe. a couple of the the uh, guilty pleasure jams you play at the end. That um, all I think is, I'm not going to remember what this was, but I'm glad that we have our playlist, our Spotify thing. Right. Yeah. Because I uh, I do go back to that uh, not only to make sure I haven't because my memory's so terrible that I don't play the same song over and over. Uh-huh. Uh, but to remember what you've uh, brought to the table, because I am—I um, obviously don't write it down. You know what I mean? But, dang, that's good. I uh, Friendly Fires, the name will is one of those things that would might throw me off. Uh, but... Uh, it's not the best band name. I, boy, I can see why Jeff K. likes that. It has this... Uh, weird thing of uh tahiti 80 uh-huh mixed with um 808 state are, are you hearing that in there like with yeah the, yeah it's got like the chirps yeah whatever it is it's uh i'm glad they go for it but it also has a weird justin timberlake thing yeah the singer uh-huh like i bet that justin timberlake is a fan of this band yeah, and there's a there's another song that was a close runner up for the pod that I will play on the After Dark. Yeah. I would say if I was if I if you were going to produce Justin Timberlake's next record, I would be like, you need to go all the way this way. Yeah, like wouldn't that be a cool turn for him? Like stop being yeah, just go full on house music, like, full on dance, go full on dance and do your thing because you only have so many years left on the dance thing for him. Yeah. Like make give well, it because he did like he did go. like his Bonnie Vare like Man in the Woods record and his last one and it yeah didn't really and work. the and the beard country guy uh, that he loves Stapleton yes he's done that thing uh, and he can go back to that later but he should do one of these next yeah. like where it's just out of control because he's got the money yeah I like, mean the, the just the the uh, the percussion and the bass lines in everything Friendly Fires does. Yeah, it's got it's a, so also good. a, a Screedy Politty thing going yeah, on every yeah, now and then sure. too. Like the uh, the singer does a green like that singer's voice, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my guilty pleasure, and I love it. I don't I, care. Man, that's great. Dave. I don't care about anything. I'm glad you did that. You know what I don't care about? Popping a cold one. <laughs> Yay, bro. Um, before we get to your next jam, um, did you want me to talk at all about the New York trip? I mentioned it earlier, just in the context of it was so much driving, and I listened to the crap out of the Drab Majesty record. Which is cool. What did Clara think about that? Was she hearing that too, or was no, she so, headphones in? Yeah, so what was so great is b- because there was uh, the, the circuit that we did. It was, you rented a car. Yeah, I rented a... Well, yes. So it was uh, it was too long of a trip. I learned my lesson. It was like nine days. That's a long trip. It's a long trip for uh, you know two adults and a child to spend every waking moment together. <laughs> Man, that's a long trip for you anybody. Know, I mean, it doesn't really matter who is involved. That's yeah, a long I mean, trip. Clara's sleeping on the pullout couch in the hotel room, and you know we're eating every meal together, and mm-hmm. you know we're she's we have to go to bed when she goes to bed, and you know it just it it wears on everybody's nerves. But 
it was a great trip in that uh, we created a lot of memories and there was a, a whole circuit of the New York countryside that we did. So we flew into Manhattan and we did like a weekend of sightseeing in Manhattan and we saw... Did Manny pick you up at the airport? <laughs> no, but we did see Manny for brunch on Sunday. Uh, we also saw Wicked on Broadway, which was fun. Um, really? Yeah. Be honest, Dave. No, I liked no it. One's, no one's hearing this. I liked this. it. This I enjoyed just it. just me and you. I enjoyed it. Really? Yes. I mean, you know, it's... Wicked is... Uh, I mean, it's it's like an alternate storyline of Wizard of Oz, and it has a lot of adult references and jokes and things to make it interesting. And the songs were good, and it was fine. It was good. It's just that every now and then when I see some clip of Hamilton, I'm like, well, I can't it wasn't believe, Hamilton. I can't I would, believe people liked it. Like, I would never terrible. go see Hamilton. I don't want to see. We, <laughs> Uh, you We've don't want to see old presidents rapping about yeah. the Constitution. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's like the worst junior high play I could ever think of. <laughs> yeah. Have I gone too far? No, no, you're exactly right. It is, it is like a junior high musical that somehow made it to Broadway. Yeah, and that everyone loves and is the best-selling thing of uh -huh. all time. It really is a mirror of the world. Uh-huh, yes. It's okay. It's okay. But uh, Wicked was fine, and w so we did the weekend in the city, and then we rented a car, and we went to go visit Birth Family. Um, I have Birth Family... Is that a band? No. I'm adopted, so I have... Oh, there's not a band called Birth Family. There should be. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I have, I have Birth Family in uh, the Binghamton area, which mm -hmm. is uh, kind of on the New York-Pennsylvania border. I love that record. And then I have uh, more family in the Albany area, which is the capital of New York, which is kind of right in the middle of the state. What'd the car look like? What'd you have? A convertible? Uh, no, it was a... Oh, crud. What was it? Um, Chrysler. No. LeBaron. No. It was... Uh, maybe it was a Toyota RAV4 or like... Um, like one of the SUV conversion it was, it, things? Uh, yeah, it was, or like a, a Jeep Cherokee, like the small Jeep Cherokee, or uh, Ford. Did you the a, wheels a, off a, of a it? Ford Ed no, no, no. You know what it was? It was a Nissan Rogue. That's what it was. Oh, God. And so it was a three-hour drive from Binghamton to Albany, and then it was a three-hour drive from Albany to New York City. Okay. So nine hours total in the car. A lot of and driving. How do you like, uh, you know, people get really afraid of driving in New York City and it's really not that big of a deal. No, it's not that big of a deal. And You panic for about two seconds and then you go, oh wait, this is like Houston. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Everything's fine. And once you get out of the city, New York drivers are very courteous. Well, it's country. Yeah. I mean, it. it 90% of New York State is country. People don't realize um, out of the city in most states that you're in, it's there are so many country people. Yeah, it's rural. It's, it's very rural. Man, country people are the ones that run everything. Yeah. So uh, Marissa would have her earbuds in listening to some true crime podcast. And then Clara would have her headphones on with her iPad playing some game. And then I would have the car stereo on listening to Drab Majesty. My first experience of this was our last couple days ago, the Galveston thing. 
It was my first, uh, everyone in the car has headphones on? Like, and then you can do whatever you want. It's fine. You I ever, thought it was... Have you ever just listened to porn on the road? It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird thing to listen to. I thought it was great. But. So you're, uh, they have their headphones in and you're listening to Drab Kingdom, Drab, uh... Drab Majesty. Majesty? Yes. I was close, though. That's pretty close. Uh, yeah, but the highlight of the trip, outside of seeing family and, and seeing, uh, Hamilton on Broadway, um, was, uh, going to the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown and going to the Omegang Brewery in Cooperstown. Oh. I'm wearing the shirt. Did you see my shirt? No. Omegang Brewery. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't have noticed that. Is Cooperstown worth it? Yes, it is. Yes, it's like uh, you know. I I, I did a, a fill-in gig on the ticket with uh, Rhines not too long ago, and yeah. we 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 talked about Cooperstown because he's been like three or four times. Well, I you guess know, because because he's uh, he's baseball he's Jesus. baseball Jesus. Um, it. Uh, but uh, it's it's like the Truman Show. It's. Uh, it Cooperstown, the city, is a bubble. Like the, so much of New York State is economically depressed, and uh, outside of the the beautiful scenery of all the trees and nature, uh-huh. it's kind of ugly. But Cooperstown is so picturesque, and every house and every business is just ripped out of a storybook, and then the main street is just the the perfect main street like uh oh god what was the with toby mcguire what's not the truman show but uh, uh pleasantville okay you know it's just it's it's like a, a make-believe city and the the baseball hall of fame is so it's amazing like, it's like hershey yeah and then uh the omegang brewery is just outside of town and it's all this acreage. They have this, you know, giant gate that you drive through, and then they have, uh, you know, this huge. It looks like a like a stable or a farmhouse that goes on forever, and part of it is the brewery itself, and part of it is the tap room. And we went and had lunch, and you know, they have people out there playing cornhole, and uh, you know. There were uh, like people having like a rehearsal dinner or something out there. I mean, it's just people are just so happy and having the best time of their lives. Mm-hmm. You just didn't want to leave. And then we had to drive to Albany, which is, uh, you know, seen better days. It's but it was, cool it was though fun when, times. You, when you get to the downtown part of Albany, where you where you're like, why is this the capital? And then you see like the. You know the the, the Capitol building and yeah that main yeah the, the 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 thing that Clara uh, loved the most about the entire trip we went to uh, one of the tourist sites there in Albany it's called the Skyler Mansion mm-hmm. and so <laughs> is that right on the river no it's it's kind of um, it's outside of downtown and it's in a really rundown area but it's like the uh, it it was the biggest structure in Albany for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a very uh, you know ostentatious mansion for the time back in the 1700s, and uh, the Schuyler, whatever his name was, he was 
a general under George Washington. Mm. And he is also referencing back to Hamilton. He's Andrew Hamilton's father-in-law. Oh. Andrew Hamilton married one of his daughters. And they've, you know, they've had a surge in tourism because yeah, of, daughters. yeah, because of, you know, I don't think they were hot, but, uh, they were rich. <laughs> and so, uh, anyway, so we were, uh, at this museum, you know, his, his estate. And, uh, one of the things that they had in the museum was a locket that had a lock of George Washington's hair. Wow. And Clara thought that was the coolest thing ever. So you have, uh. A bunch of different songs that we need to choose from here. All right, yeah, we do. Um, are you ready for this? I am so ready. All right, so I've been doing the cover thing. But you can't pick this last one. I can't pick it's the last too one. Difficult. It's just too much. And I can play the songs from before. There's a couple that I'm not even going to play the song from before because it's we've all heard it so much. It doesn't make sense. But uh, how about I just play? Uh, how about I just say the band names, and then from the band name, you pick that. You just pick which band you want to hear, and then I'll play the song. Okay. Okay. Do you want to hear Depeche Mode? Do you want to hear Susie and the Banshees? Do you want to hear the Sundays, or do you want to hear Bauhaus? See how tough it is? Right. So the su- the Sundays, that's uh, Wild Horses, right? Right. Yeah. I mean... I mean, we've already played a Rolling Stones yeah, we've already, song. Yeah, we don't need to play that. Um, I mean, I love that song. I, I love the I Sundays, gotta tell but you, we don't need to play that. I like... I might like the Sundays version better. Yes. It is so good. Let's play that on the After Dark. Okay. So not the Sundays. Not that's the Sundays. On the B side of one of the deep... It might even be Tiffany's. Is and we had to get uh, permission from McCartney to do this, but the version that Deep Blue used to do it was the cover of. You did the Susie cover. The cover, so right. it was the cover of the cover. Uh huh. Um, because we like the Susie version better. Okay. So there's that one. Then Route 66 is a classic. A lot of people that got into Depeche Mode at the end of the 80s didn't know. Um, much about them, but this song became a hit on radio stations, and they yeah, never. Yeah, I never liked it though. And then there's the version of Ziggy Stardust by Peter Murphy, which is the reason why I brought that up. Was Peter Murphy had a scare? Oh yeah, he uh, had a heart attack during his New York residency. Yeah, which Manny was upset because they uh, they had, had tickets, tickets that were for canceled. the. I want to hear but Susie. I want to hear Dear Prudence. You want Dear Prudence by Susie? Yes. Um, do, I don't need to play a snippet of the Beatles one, right? Like no. We, so it, this was on the White Album, right? Yes. Okay, so it was a John Lennon song. Uh-huh. I mean, although everything is credited Lennon-McCartney, but it's John Lennon's song. And uh, I, I mean, arguably the Susie cover is the best and most well-known cover it went top five in 83 in the uk and it's so good dude it is um do you want to hear it i can't wait to hear it because i picked it you did pick it dave's pick dear prudence Susie and the banshees uh my last of the covers for tonight until 
After Dark. choice yeah you did Man. hey do you want me to blow your mind again <laughs> in this episode are we just gonna call it <laughs> mind blown jesus <laughs> <laughs> okay so um 
Dear Prudence, do you know who played lead guitar on that? No. Uh, that was recorded during the period that Robert Smith that Robert was Smith the, was yeah. Susie in the Susie and the Banshees, mm-hmm. and the reason that they picked it. So they were on tour, and they were listening to a lot of Beatles music, and they all really liked the White Album, and they wanted to play something off the White Album, and they settled on Dear Prudence because it was the only song on the album that Robert Smith knew. Mm-hmm. So they started playing it live, then they recorded it, and then it became a top three hit, and uh, it was... It was uh, kept off the top of the charts by Culture Club's Karma Chameleon. <laughs> Which makes sense, because that song's awesome. Yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, so I remember, I Robert think Smith I, played on that track. I think I do remember that Robert Smith was on that. Golly, could you imagine uh, being around that time to see Susie with Robert just playing guitar? Yeah. That would have been great. Just off to the side. When did the glove come up? The glove, uh, that was later, wasn't it? Yeah, I want to say that might have been even ninety. Because that that was uh, Susie and and uh, Robert and Budgie, right? The glove was that album actually is pretty good. That was eighty three as well. The glove. Yeah, Steve Severin. Holy crap! I I thought the glove was like nineteen eighty eight. No, eighty three. The 80s were so wild, man. I know. I don't even know. In June 82, Robert Smith was on the verge of a breakdown, drained from production of pornography and its tour, substance abuse, and infighting that led to the departure of Simon Gallup. And then in October of 82, uh, Banshee's guitarist John McGough yeah. had a nervous breakdown. Why is so, having breakdown? So Robert Smith was asked to fill in and uh, became an official member in November of 82. Uh-huh. And uh, then Severin and Smith booked a studio in late 82. And then uh, they went on to uh, record the Glove record at the same time that Susie and Budgie uh, recorded the album as The Creatures. And then it came out later in 83. Oh, it came out in 83? Uh-huh. Dude, I didn't... Man, I didn't get that till I got to North Texas. Yeah, it came out in 83. Wow. Man, music is so wild. I know, it's crazy. That, that goth scene in the early 80s, everybody was having nervous breakdowns and I'm, I'm doing glad, a bunch of drugs. I'm glad you picked Dear Prudence, Dave. I, I would have, of all the tunes, I thought that that would have been your last one. No. I, I'm... I'm pleased with my selection, and uh, that was a great, great uh, cover to end on. Yeah. Well, we're right. done. Dude, we've done we, it. We we've just put the best HTWOW episode ever <laughs> in the can. We've talked a long t- man. We are almost on three hours. <laughs> yeah, it's a long one. We had a lot to say. Um, hopefully, you can cut down some of my rambling and uh, make it a uh, a palatable length for our listeners but we have so much left in the tank for the after dark so if you're not already a patron please go to oldwaver.com or go to patreon.com and become a patron of HTWOW 
and uh, listen to the After Dark, and also go to Spotify and uh, search HTWOW and pull up our After Dark playlist and our uh, HTWOW Pod playlists. It works out. Yeah, it's like you don't have to think about anything. Yeah, someone's already just—it's magic. If you just you're like, what is going to come next? And then it's another kick-ass song. Yeah. There are uh, no fillers in our playlists. Oh, killers. No fillers. All right, so um, let's go have some dinner and then let's party more. What do you say? I'm going to get so much satisfaction from the after Thank you for listening to HTWOW August 2019. We just kicked off season three in epic style. Please tell a friend, become a patron, write a review on iTunes and win some crap. And uh, make plans to uh, come see us do this thing live in October. We're semi-committing to do that. We love all of you. We love doing this for ourselves, but we love doing it for you even more. Hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. God bless. Wait for how quick they turn this down. Isn't that such a Devo thing to do? Like, shut it down. Shut it down. Good work, Dave. You did great today. Thanks. Thanks so much.